all those things and so much more. Just grab a seat in the chair or the floor. Sit back, relax, recline. While she drops another casual line. You're tuned in to Casually Molly with Molly and Boogie. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Casually Molly podcast. I'm your host, Molly Ambergie, based here in St. Louis, Missouri. We're going to bring some fun stuff to you. But before we get to that, remember, we are partnering this month for uh, actually Women's Appreciation Month for the Serial Sweetheart Art, uh, founded by Dana Schmoody in Cincinnati, Ohio. Go visit her Etsy shop, or you can follow them on Instagram or Facebook at Serial Sweetheart Art. You can get some art prints. You can get some greeting cards and just tell them that uh, Casually Molly sent you. But... Enough about that for right now. We're ready to introduce our guest this week. Give it up for comedian Anna Valenzuela. Woo! <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Hello. Yeah, we're just going to pretend like we didn't talk or anything before this. This is great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were just having like uh, just a fabulous time 20 minutes before this, watching me clean off my computer because I'm gross. Um, that's never a good sign when you sign on to do an interview and they're like, and by the way, um, your computer is greasy. You don't know what you're doing. Is it a food thing? Is it a porn thing? We don't know, but you're... Your shit is greasy, so fix it, because uh, we can't see your face. Uh, you look like RuPaul's Drag Race Season 1 Vaseline Cam, so fix it. So it's very much, very much a moment. So I'm very excited to be here. Right. <laughs> it was just hilarious because earlier I had said, I was like, you look beautiful. And you were like, thank you. We had this moment. And then Tech was like, hey, can you clean your camera? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> you look very soft, you know, very, very fuzzy focus. So the cameras, yeah, yeah. Tech's like, uh, also, you're slimy. Uh, can you fix that? You're, you're a blurry slime. Can you fix that? You're beautiful. I get that, though, because here's the thing. I'm unconventional. Like, I'm a, I consider myself. I'm trying to embrace this because most okay. of my life I was like, ew, I'm kind of ugly because I grew up and I'm not ugly. I'm gonna no, say that. I grew up all. in a town where I was one of, I grew up in a very small town where I was one of two free Mexicans in the whole town. It was oh, me and my okay. dad and uh, everybody else was, it was a prison town. We had like two and a half prisons. It was crazy. And um, yeah. And so I grew up with this very, uh disconnected idea of like my beauty and then i moved to la and i was like oh my god like people would hit on me and i'd be like what who are you <laughs> and so i'm trying but i do understand i'm unconventional looking like i have this like aztec warrior princess nose i've got a lot of angles in my face i'm getting older i'm letting my hair get gray and uh so so I, I will take a compliment, but I also understand I could probably use a little greasy camera every <laughs> once in a while. You know, I have you figured out on a Zoom how to put your makeup on yet? Uh, no, I, I need some help. I, this this is brought to you by Fabuloso, just so you know. Fabuloso. <laughs> no, Fabuloso. It works to clean your house. You can use it and get the lavender scent, use it as aromatherapy, you know. Yes. I baptized my roommate in it. My she's like white girl roommate. I baptized her. She's Mexican now. We fixed her. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, no. Um, uh, uh, yeah, you can do that on Zoom. But okay. we should be talking about other web developers while on um, 
WebEx, but like WebEx, you could you could get that makeup filter. It's pretty dope. It's oh my pretty god, cool. I need yeah, that filter. Could, what are we doing, Monk? It'll no, do. <laughs> yeah, it'll do lips and eyebrows and stuff. Oh, I could definitely considering yeah. I still. <laughs> Still at 30, don't know how to put on makeup. Like, I just have, like, a little foundation and some, like, lipstick and blush on. And I was like, Anna will still want to talk to me, right? Well, you, <laughs> like, you also look beautiful. You look fabulous. And I have, to, I have to tell you that, like, every time I learn a comedic skill. So, like, I haven't done eyeliner since I learned how to do a callback. <laughs> so it's like once you once i develop a new comedic skill i lose another makeup technique it's yes. gone so yes. so yeah i anytime i'm on set for anything i'm like beat my face i'm like contour <laughs> my contour me until i have a button nose give me winged eyeliner do the shit i can't do at home do that so <laughs> right just please give me all the benefits of things that i wouldn't normally have which like is so funny how it's the opposite like that right like you're like yes. shouldn't i be able in the comfort of my own home to figure out how to do this but no <laughs> i don't know why no yeah well i guess we could in the pandemic i think we're all learning how to do i know some folks who have gotten into like drag makeup during the pandemic, oh, um, okay. which is very cool. That's kind mm -hmm. of been their hobby. I think everybody's kind of gone in different directions with like how to um, keep their pandemic brain yes. satisfied. Like what's oh, your, I like agree. what, what have you been doing? Have you been like doing ceramics or Oh my like... gosh. Well, close. I've been doing paint by numbers. Oh, I love that. Yes. How I soothing. Just, yeah. So uh, honestly, like the only thing is, is that like, so I got this like New York cityscape, right? Because I was like, if I can't really go to New York right now, I'm just going to look at it on You're my like, wall. What color? What color is bumpy? What do we yeah. like? I'm sorry, unhoused. That's terrible. But you know what I mean? Like, like what color is, is uh, Andrew Cuomo grabbing a lady? Uh, right. What is, yeah, like, yeah. That's right. And it's like, that. well, here's the joke. The color is apparently either gray black or like a darker color and then there's a couple of uh there's a couple of like different cabs and stuff so they got some yellow and some green and then there's just like this random lady with an umbrella but the thing is like Anna sometimes when you do it like some of these spots aren't numbered so you're just like well this is art so I'm just gonna choose whatever color and you like and then my uh, my boyfriend was so proud of me because <laughs> we're moving in together and he was like I'm setting up an art room or something for you. And he put it in a frame on the wall. It's like having a parent be like, look at what she did, like what she accomplished. So like I'm moving into this house and like the first piece of it is my paint by numbers on the wall. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. What a, he's a keeper. He is he's very a keeper. sweet. That's amazing. That's a, yeah. See, that's I, I love it I love it and I also love the artistic license because New York is a bit of a sad city it's a it's a little sad it's mm -hmm. sad so I would just add like some fuchsia and some teal and some nice colors in see, there you know make I'm it a make it look person. a little California you know yeah. yeah oh see I was about to say so you're a Cal so obviously you're in California speaking yes. of that how have, so you know you've been in the pandemic as well as we all have yes. what have you been doing in California during this time frame have you done ceramics <laughs> or paint by numbers <laughs> I okay so um oh, okay a couple things okay so I brought, right, my own go. I, I brought my own podcast back I have this podcast that like I get overwhelmed when I stop doing anyway it's called 12 questions look it up we're on the unpops network mm -hmm. um but also I um before I started stand-up 
Yes. I started, I was in karate from like age 20 yeah. to um, tw- like till basically like 32. That and is then so I badass. To produce, I stopped to like really pursue stand up. And then I got so stressed out in the pandemic, I decided to do it again, which is crazy because my teacher, my, my doctor's like, you have a very bad back. Like I, I should not be doing like I, but actually my back doesn't hurt as much now that I've been doing it, but yeah. anyway, that's beside the point. But I have, um, so I have a second degree black belt in, uh, Weichu Ryu Okinawan, uh, karate. I'm with Okiku Kai yeah. dojo. Um, and, and yeah, so today I, I trained with my sensei and I picked up weapons training, which is new. So I'm learning Sai, bow staff, uh, nunchucks. I, I hit, (laughs) I, I broke, um, the light fixture on my roommate's ceiling fan by nunchucking them. Because it was raining and I didn't want to go outside because my computer, right? I didn't want to go outside and nunchuck you know, in the rain. So I, I had to buy like foam ones. Um, and, uh, I'm probably gonna learn like Teku and a couple other, uh, weapons and stuff, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've gone wow. full 12 year old boy fantasy, just yes. watching attack on Titan and nunchucking <laughs> in my house, uh, hitting myself nunchucks. You hit yourself in the back of the head. Size are hard because they're really heavy, but they're fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, both staffs my jam. That's what okay. I would teach any woman. Because you're like, oh, look at my walking stick, quack, and like you, you're like really get somebody. With oh my god, you're it. gonna but have to teach me. Maybe we can do like a little Zoom session, and you can like teach me how to do all these things. I'm ready. Let's I, do this. I would love it. Cobra Kai's really like made comedians like into karate, and I'm I've like, yeah, you can come train it. with me. <laughs> yeah, and they're and and I'm like, you. I'll send them a video, and they're like, that's not like what happens in Cobra Kai. I'm like, I know it, right. it's, uh, it's hard and it hurts. Uh, <laughs> right. it hurts your whole body all the time. And, um, but it, it, interestingly enough, I'm pretty sure whatever they used in the original, um, like karate kid movie is very similar to the style that I do. So oh. they do like, they do like a wax on wax off. We have like a circular block as well. And sometimes okay. when you're teaching somebody and they're not getting it, you go, remember the karate kid? wax on wax Mm -hmm. off same motion and they're like okay you know so it's um it's very it's very fun i recommend i and y'all it's a yoga uh my roommate has a peloton bike oh and um i've I've become a peloton mama i don't i can't do the bike because of my bad back and i have to choose how much cartilage i want to chew up in a day um but i do a lot (laughs) of like like yoga bar classes pilates yeah. uh strength training yes. i have my favorite instructors uh shout out to denny dennis hey dennis uh <laughs> hey dennis hey chelsea jackson roberts uh so so yeah i have this like weird that i'm in the peloton world now highly recommend uh okay. get in that peloton world it's like its own little niche thing Oh my God. See, I've had mixed feelings about the Peloton because when I first, so this is like such an embarrassing story, but I feel like you'll appreciate it. I love it. I love it. You're talking to a woman who wants to need herself in the face. (laughs) I've need myself. I slipped in karate and need myself in the face. I've been knocked out. 
I, by walking into kicks, I'm like, I'm kicking this dude's ass, bonk, and then knocked out. Like, it's happened so many times. So don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about well, it. Well, I feel a little bit better. No, but I can understand that because, like, I was in dance, too. So sometimes, like, people are like, oh, it's so elegant. And I'm like, man, sometimes, you know, things just happen, okay? You're just like, yeah, you're <laughs> tripping, spraining things, farting. Everyone has a broken toe. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. You're burping. Like, right. that's another thing when you're Disgusting. doing that kind of like, constri- like constriction stuff. You're like, and you're like, yes. Oh. And it's like, yeah. tuck your button, do that. And you're just like, yep. all right, I'm going to have every Six. bodily function now, I guess. Like, I don't know yeah. what's going to happen yeah. to me, but I got on, I went with my sister and she was like, I really want to go to a spin class. So I was like being a supportive person. I'm like, all right, I'll go sure. to the spin class. I would like to also say that I was like in high school. So this wasn't like I had a ton of spinning experience or anything. So just imagine I'm like at this fancy gym in Columbus, Ohio. I get on the bike with my sister. Lifetime fitness for those of you who are hip to it. And And how old is your sister? So you're 16. How old is your sister? My sister is 14 years older than I am. And she was like, yeah. So I have a 13 year old sister. I have a sister who's 13 years older than me. So she's like a full fledged adult and you are not real. I totally know the vibe. You're peak awkward. Yeah. You know, probably some braces. You're around too many men in spandex for the first time. You know, it's like very weird. She's just like, why can't you be normal? Right. You're just like, this (laughs) is fine. This is usual. And I have like my water bottle and like, I think they were maybe some yoga pants from the gap because like everybody's like, we're going to go to the gap. So I went into the gap and I got something and I got on the bike, but I was too short to reach like the pedals that were on the bottom. So they're like, go fast, like go, 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 go. And I like went to put my foot down on the side And I just fell over. Like I just fell over in the middle of this intense class. And it's like one of those were out of the movies, right? Where the lights are down. So it's just like, and this like instructor goes, woman down, straight up. Just imagine some DJ in the back and it's like beatboxing. And then all of a sudden it's like, stop the music. And it just like lights are on and I'm like on the ground. And I literally just got up and was like, I think I'm just gonna go to the yoga class next door <laughs> and I just yeah, left the class <laughs> yeah first off they failed you because they you did. should have had your bike adjusted to your height all those right. bikes adjust they, they all I adjust <laughs> number one number two like yeah they they did you dirty they, they should did. have they should have helped you they should have helped you and that is there should be like I think I've been in like even the LA fitness which is just like basically a hotbed for coronavirus and ebola and like anything else that could kill us like yeah every time i went to the la fitness i got sick but even there they're like make sure to adjust your seats <laughs> and you know what falling off helps you do you avoided um uh how do we explain it it is that soreness that starts in your asshole <laughs> and goes all the way through to your belly button there's yes. like a bike soreness that mm-hmm. you get um but I, I get it. I've fallen off of treadmills. Oh, okay. Uh, that I've done a that too. One. Yeah. When, yeah. When, mm-hmm. Where were we? When did this happen? Was this also at LA well, Fitness? <laughs> yes. The first time it happened was at an LA Fitness for sure. And yeah. I was I was jogging and I get so relaxed when I jog. I love to be, as you can tell, I love physical fitness. So I'm yeah. getting all relaxed. And I realized I'm not in uh, the outdoors where I usually jog. So right. I kind of just like rest my eyes for a second. Don't do that. You will fall immediately <laughs> off. You need your eyes open to treadmill. Even <laughs> if 
you're not going anywhere. You have to have your eyes open. So I shot off the back of this thing. And then I think the second time it was a very similar situation. I just got too chill and it was just like, and then I just like flew off the back. But the second time I gave myself like a dismount because I knew there was a bunch of people behind me. So I did this and then I turned around and I did that. And then a guy golf clapped me. It was really cute. This was all before comedy. This was all before comedy. I, I had to start doing comedy so some of this would feel normal. Right. Uh, other than, if it wasn't for stand-up, I'd be a crazy person. Um, mm-hmm. Now I'm a crazy person who gets paid for the crazy. Yeah. So now it's, it makes it makes more sense. Yeah. But um, so yeah, how was how was your treadmill falling experience? <laughs> I love that we're like I just love that we're bonding over this. But yes, pre-comedy. Yes, we're very clumsy hot women. Yes. that's what we are. Oh my god, clumsy hots. Yeah. yeah, so hit up that Venmo at Anna's Anna V is fun. Anna Where v is, is it? Fun. <laughs> to get it's that right. to Anna, yeah, yeah. Anna V is fun. It would be very funny if I just did a cameo of me just doing jokes, but I'm only doing katas while I'm doing jokes. I'm like, oh, 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 like, oh, oh, dick joke. Like that would be very a very weird cameo. Uh, <laughs> or you can just like send me some money because it's you know it's it's hard out these streets. We pay more money. Uh, you probably in a mortgage play like half of what most Angelinos pay. In <laughs> so <laughs> we're just out here. They're like three thousand dollars to live in a shoe, and you're like, oh okay. my so, gosh, yeah. Well, that was yeah. the other thing. My sister, the one that I was talking about, she lives over yeah. in Sunnyvale, California. So I was right before the pandemic. Pandemic. Who am I? <laughs> the, uh, Pandemic. The... <laughs> pa- damn it. This pandemic. I, uh, wow. Okay. Pandemic. <laughs> yes. Pandemic. We just came up with this. This is great. Yeah. But yeah, we went, it was kind of weird because I was like, oh, we were in LA and we went to visit my sister up in Sunnyvale. And that was the thing. Like she's, she, she was almost afraid to show us like her apartment. And I was like, Lauren, like, it's fine. Like, it's not a big deal. And she's like, yeah, but I pay like $2,000 a month to like basically live in a shoebox. And I was like, well, that's okay. Don't worry about it. We'll still love you. <laughs> yeah. And Sunny, Sunnyvale's a trip. There's a comedy club up there. Uh, Rooster Tea Feathers. Shout out. Oh, book me. Um, yeah. And uh, so yeah, Sunnyvale's a trip because it's like just outside of it's it's like the tech bubble that's why yes. everything's so expensive there silicon valley, so i yep. mm-hmm. silicon valley so i imagine that your um your sister probably like do 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 text um <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's a pharmacist so almost around there but yeah she yeah she moved out there for a job oh. but yeah but she's like yeah it's definitely tech like for sure and everything i yeah I've gotten more familiar with it now. So <laughs> go for her, go for her, keeping those, those uh, tech dorks uh, from blowing their brains out. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Oh, hey now. Uh, <laughs> like, what? I, that coaster betrayed you. I saw it. It was, it really it was out did. To get you. It really did. It was out to get you. So, but, oh, yeah, go ahead. Another thing I've been doing, I went back to community college. Oh, uh, you congratulations, right? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I <laughs> sure. don't, I, that's my little secret is I have a GED. I don't have like my degree degree. People think that because I read books and I don't sound so stupid that I have a degree, but I don't. And I never correct them. I go full Ivana Trump. I'm just like, or, you know, Ivanka Trump. I'm just like, whatever you think about me is true. It's correct. And, um, but, uh, (laughs) they, um, uh, I just went back to school and, uh, this has to be the last time because I'm very old. Um, they like, like, I, like I can't do icebreakers with 19 year olds anymore. Oh, no, no, no. 
No. At least like, you're like in school. I dropped out of grad school. I was like, bye. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> so What were you in grad school for? Uh, so I was like, you know, when you're like trying to figure out your life and yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, maybe I should go, you know, before I, you know, at, this was after I fell off the treadmill. So I like hit my head. So they cute. <laughs> I was like, you know, I, was like, like, hey. I, should, I should get a degree because things, things are yeah. I don't know how many brain cells we have left here. Oh my God. No, it's like, you know, you fall down you're like, maybe I'll do this. And I was going to go to grad school for, um, like arts administration, which I'm, I I don't know. I just, I went to undergrad for theater and journalism. So I already had all of this. So I felt like it was already a repeat for it. And so straight up, like, I think I told the administration, but I didn't like tell my professors or anything because I only took like a few classes and it was so awkward because one of them ran into me and was like, Hey, why aren't you in class anymore? And I said, Oh, I'm uh, not in the program anymore. Cause I'm doing comedy. <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> there, there is a comedian out of LA who is a, she was in her PhD program for biochemical engineering. Oh, okay. Wow. Like, mm-hmm. like with a medical device focus. Like, <laughs> right. And before the pandemic, she dropped out of her program. And every time she says that on stage, I boo her. I'm like, boo, boo. If we're on a Zoom show, I write fucking boo. Go back to school, you bitch. Like, you were so close. You were so close. You get that PhD. I will shame you like your parents. Uh, but she's doing great. Don't, she's doing great. She's very happy. I think ultimately we all have to be happy. But if I think yeah. I was that close to getting a doctorate, I'd be like, yeah, I'm oh, getting yeah. a doctorate. I mean, yeah. Well, so... That's like eating, I don't know, that's like eating, you know, half a hamburger. Eat the whole thing. What are you, a psycho? (laughs) It's like putting a taco down mid-meal, you know? You're going to try to lump that thing back to get, just finish it. Just come on. (laughs) Just do it. She (laughs) says the girl with the GED uh, that... (laughs) It's right. And I she, dropped out of grad school. So it's okay. Yeah, Don't worry yeah. about it. So is that what yeah. inspired you to go back to community college? You were just like, oh, well, she didn't finish this doctorate, but I should go do something. So. <laughs> you know, it was it was one of those things of like, you know, we look at the writing on the wall and I don't mean this in a victim way, first off, but statistically, Latinos don't get represented, especially in the comedy world, especially in the club world, Mm -hmm. uh, all that often, uh, especially women. And so I was just like, what are some things I could do to make myself highly marketable and to ensure that I get to pursue this job that I love and be around creative people? Because I don't want to go back. I used to work in drug and alcohol treatment. I don't want to go back to that. So like... So it was just really about like taking taking stock in what my skill set is and being like, okay, let's let's see. And I Googled the local community college that I went to like the first time I moved to LA because I've been to like, I go to one more community college, they're gonna give me a free parking pass. That's how many I've been to. <laughs> it's been the struggle's been real. Like hey. I, it, the last icebreaker thing, this one kid was like, it's, he got like a thing about Kurt Cobain and he was like, Who's that? And I was like, the lead singer to Nirvana, and he said, uh, you mean the t-shirts? And I was <gasps> like, oh, oh, I'm growing gray hair everywhere, all over my body. Uh, thank you for doing that. Um, so, so yeah, so it's like a whole, it's a whole situation. But yeah, so I just, I looked, I saw a film, television, and radio program. And I was like, well, I want to be better at editing my podcast. I want to be better at making videos. I want to be better at writing screenplays. And so I just signed up for that. And nice. uh been a great experience so far if i could just get through stats uh it's my last general ed and 
I, they are always like, so I, girl, I forgot how to read graphs. Just forgot. Right. Yes. I feel they're, the same they're way. Like, they're like, so here's a, they give you a problem. There's a graph. They're like, tell us the number. I'm like, bitch, this is pictures. What are you right. doing? What are we doing? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> What are we doing? I don't know. What? Like, oh, 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 there's an X and a Y axis. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, I just, I, I, I felt so stupid. I was asking my boyfriend, I was like, I don't think I should be allowed to vote. I think that's actually, if I were a dictator, I wouldn't let somebody who forgot how graphs work vote. Right. So, uh, Trust me, I'm yeah. right there with you. When those guys during election week, they were doing all the maps. They were just like, and here's this and here's this. And there wasn't, I was like, you know what? They should just be running the country. I don't even need to vote because I can't read a graph. <laughs> I was like, just give them the guys with the maps. <laughs> like they are that dedicated. A- they are nice people. And they're like, oh, I'm so, I would love, I'm, this is great. This is gracious. I would never have that kind of like stamina. I'd be like, cool. So it's 11 o'clock. I'm going to go to bed now. Thanks guys. So this has been you're, real. You're good. Oh I, I stayed up till like one in the morning watching uh what did i watch i watched pbs which is really funny because their coverage they have like a i call them the ugly news uh they are basically like (laughs) what if you took everybody from znn and just made them uglier and more boring uh and which is hi oscar which is the vibe that that i need (laughs) this is my cat this is my son um this is my son oscar uh He's ridiculous. He meows incredibly loud. A pet psychic said that he thinks he's a lion. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, this pandemic's been wild. I got to hook up on a pet psychic. Send me a text. <laughs> <laughs> you can find out what your wackadoodle cat who once peed. Oh, my God. At the beginning, I, so much has happened in this pandemic. I forgot when I first got him. <laughs> I'm just I'm not over the pet psychic. That is the best thing I've ever heard. But go ahead. I know. And and she I just texts you, too. It's like 30 bucks. And she doesn't even call. She just texted me. And she was like, OK, so I did the reading. OK, so first off, he's very he gets very nervous. He is afraid of loud noises. He thinks he's a lion. <laughs> so he likes to roar and he likes to stare at the tree outside the house. I was like, what does he think about the dog? And she goes, oh, you mean the dog that interrupted the reading? <laughs> like yeah apparently apparently our dog just was like yo bitch who are you get out of my house and then just like left and they went he went back to calling the cat so uh yeah she's out of philadelphia uh very funny um but yeah what is what else did she say that he he likes his living situation and uh that he he might she was like i don't think he has any health problems he just he had a weird moment at the beginning of the pandemic that haunts me I was oh, no. sitting on my bed, FaceTiming my boyfriend, mm-hmm. and he, cat comes up, gets a cuddle, walks six inches away from me, turns around and pees into my lap. No. What? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. He peed. And it took me a minute because I was FaceTiming. And I was like, what's warm on my, ah! Like, it was like... And then I was like, Cochino, get off the bed. I'm like, shaking, like, and he didn't get any on the bed. He just peed on me, which oh, is no. so rude. And she said <laughs> he probably just didn't like where his litter box was. I'm like, I don't know. Anyway, so you have um, to go to that extreme. If it makes you feel any better, though, when I was living in Cincinnati, I was working downtown. So sometimes I would bring my beagle because I have a beagle named Polly and I would bring her uh, down there. Yeah. So I know Molly and Polly. She's a rescue, too. And they were like, you could change your name. And I'm like, I'm not going to change this beagle's name when she like 
already responds to it. You know what I mean? Like they're like, yeah, you can name her like sugar or something. I was like, no, no, we're, we're not doing this. This is not <laughs> sugar. I'm like sugar. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, we were walking down the street and some lady who is, uh, now I actually like know her. We follow each other on Instagram because of this, but she was like, Hey, <laughs> like, she goes, do you like know where such and such is? And I was like, oh yeah. And in the midst of all of this, Polly just decides to pee on my foot while I'm giving directions to this person. Nice. And you just have to be like, so anyway, if you go down to the left and I just pretended like nothing was wrong, <laughs> like, which is exactly why I do comedy because then a perfectly normal person would just be like, like Ellie was so funny. She's like, you didn't even say anything. I was like, no. And then I was like, do you have a paper towels in your car? by chance she's like I have some napkins I said I'll take those have a good day <laughs> like I appreciate that's it. so the dog's being she's like pardon me my dog's making me a beta cuck anyway um <laughs> pardon uh so par- I'm I apologize uh anyway yes. so you need to go down to first and seventh street and you then to own yeah. It. yeah but who knows yeah. maybe Polly just wasn't happy with her living situation at one point uh, you know, you know. <laughs> this is what I think I yes. think Polly was just like, oh, this lady thinks she's going to come up and take my mom? Right. This is my mom. <laughs> I'm going to pee on my mom. Right. And you're going to know. I don't know what your vibes are, lady, but I get the feeling we got some sleeping with the enemy bunny boiler shit happening here. I'm no bunny. Yeah. I'm a dog. I'm going to pee on this bitch. She's yes. mine. Yeah. Oh, 100%. She's marking Mm -hmm. her territory. I mean, I get it. Polly has also been recognized for being one of like, there's a Instagram account called like Cincy Dogs or something like Dogs of Cincy. And she was like dog of the month. I was like, wow. (gasps) (laughs) Oh my God. I want to see a picture of Polly. Oh my gosh. Well, I will definitely send it to your handle. No, I'll just just send it to you or I can send it to your handle. But speaking of marking your territory, I will get into your career for a hot second because you've got okay. you've got quite a resume, Anna, which I am like oh. super impressed by. So obviously you do all these funny things and I love like getting to know you, but you have done, you've got two podcasts that you mentioned, 12 questions, and then correct me if I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly. Like, like uh, yeah. Bruja, like Brujeria. Yes. Yeah, the Bru- I was like, the Bru- yes. Jaja. Rest in peace. <laughs> uh, we rebooted it as Chupa and the Cobra for a moment and then even that, you know, it's, it just, rest in peace. But that was a very, that was a very fun experience. My coaster um, questions. It did. It did. It's Go a very ahead. cold drink. I know. Um, yeah. So there's 12 questions. Uh, Bru Jaja, Bru Ha Ha. Um, <laughs> Uh, there was a chupa in the copper for a second. You know, you get a mic and a SoundCloud account and you can start literally a thousand podcasts if you want. Yeah. That's why there's so many. Um, but yeah, I started comedy after a career in social services and mm-hmm. helping folks in the drug and alcohol field. Yes. And um, and then I fell in with these guys in Long Beach and Orange County that were all wickedly funny and they all did this thing called Roast Battle. And uh, eventually mm-hmm. they talked me into doing it. And I did that for about a year and then I was on TV at two years in comedy. It was, it was the most insane, uh, experience. It was, uh, very grateful for it. Uh, I learned a lot. Um, and, um, and since then it's been about writing and touring and going to festivals, like the flyover fest where yes, we St. saw Louis. each other yes. in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, um, I yelled about it, there was a mic in a bar where they had beer cheese soup on tap. 
and I just started yelling. I was like, you have soup. This is a bar. You have soup tap. You have a soup tap. You have what? Soup. It's soup. Uh, um, but yeah, it was it, so I, you know, I get to do like the coolest job in the world. I, I before the pandemic started, got to do um, uh, got to travel through um, Singapore, uh, Thailand, um, Manila, Kuala Lumpur. Um, it was just it was incredible. It was incredible. Yeah. So yeah. I don't no, I don't take anything for granted. I love I love this job and I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't take yeah. it back for the world. Yes, yeah. well, that's what I was saying is like, I can already tell, like, just even having a regular conversation with you about your cat peeing on you, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you going back to school, you have such a wonderful presence about you. Like I could see, and I mean, also like I kind of had an insider because I got to like see her show and everything, but I feel like the audience really gravitates towards you. Like you're just a lot of fun to watch and a lot of fun to be around. Like. Do you, do you think like that just, has that always been something for you where you're, not to be like, everybody just loves to be around me, but I, you know what I mean? That's a, like a really weird way to phrase it. Be like, has everybody just always loved you? Tell us everything. You know? Oh but. God. Okay. No, uh, no, absolutely not. Um, but I, so when I was a kid, I was really angry. I was a really angry kid, but my parents were really, my mom was super funny. She loved stand up. She would play um like george carlin albums and wanda sykes and the blue collar comedy tour and like like just i mean she played like like you know all the stuff prior and my dad had trash ass taste in comedy he like his favorite movie was encino man like it was so funny and uh and so but he was very engaging and very, he walked into a room and my dad owned the room and people were always like, Pablo, like he was like a weird celebrity in his own life. Mm-hmm. And when I grew older and came into my own, it's like, I'm living in this like 12 step world. I'm working in rehab and com- like humor and comedy became a coping mechanism for me. And mm-hmm. so, uh, one of the greatest compliments I got was from my home girl. I've known her for like gosh, 18 years. And she said, I didn't know. I thought when you were doing standup, when you said you were doing standup, I thought that you were like starting a hobby. I didn't know that you were good at it. And she, and she said, and she goes, I saw a video of you online and you sounded, it sounded, it was funny to me because it sounded like having a conversation with you. Yes. And I just want you to know that, that you've always kind of been that person Yes. who, you know, I can put on a little bit of a show. I've always been a little performer, but um, does everyone like me? Absolutely not. I am a strong <laughs> cup of coffee. People. And guess what? I love a, coffee. So this is going to be great. <laughs> thank you. There is a phenomenon and I've had this happening stand up, which was wild. Like there's, I had a booker one time get so mad at me. Sometimes <laughs> people look at me and they're just like, fuck your face. Like they're so mad at me for no reason. And, and I, and I've realized it's because I am so outgoing and I'm also like, not really the kind of person who's like going to kiss an ass. Like, I'm just no, like, oh, hey, my no. name's Anna. Nice to meet you. I treat everybody like an equal. And um, sometimes in entertainment, that's not loved. Uh, <laughs> some people want to feel their gravitas, you know? And um, and I've just learned that like, not everybody's going to like me, but you get in where you fit in. And the people who like me have always been super kind and super helpful and always wanted to see me do well. And yes. that's kind of the, like the, the idea. Also, if, if you're th- watching this and you're like older and you're thinking of starting stand up, just remember to stay teachable. 
you might be older than everybody else around you, but there is a maturity to being in entertainment that takes time to develop. And I didn't have it. So it's like on the one hand of my daily life, I'm like mad mature. And then on the other hand, I'm like, you know, kind of going through a weird teenager phase, you know, getting used to this other world that's very high school like. And yeah. um, but it's it's been a, it's been a trip. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, people people don't always like me. There are some <laughs> people that don't like me and there are some people I don't like. And I'm just like. No, no. I, I'm nice, <laughs> but I'm like, mm, okay, stay over there, uh, crazy. All right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't blame you though. And I feel like, especially in the entertainment industry, like sometimes you do have to just kind of be like, here's where I'm at. This is what I'm thinking. Like, here's what I want out of it. Like, you do have to be a go getter yeah. in this industry. Like, that's what I kind of, I mean, especially now that I've gotten to like actually sit down and talk to you. I kind of give a background for people watching or listening. How I saw Anna, obviously, was in the Flyover Festival, but I just did a Zoom show with you. And even just on Zoom, which, like, has been such an interesting transition during this time, during, during, like, Zoom shows, you captured, like, the computer screen. And I was like, oh, my gosh. (sighs) I, I could never even, like, I, that's something that's, like, a goal of mine. I'm like, she can even, I mean, you if you can capture, like, a, you know, a eight by eight box here or how, I don't know. So you can tell, I'm not very good at graphs, Anna, so I don't know. <laughs> this like, is picture. This uh, is the picture. I'm sure you would do fantastic on a stage, which I've seen you perform and you definitely have. But you were saying, like, you know, you kind of go where you feel like, you know, you can not fit in. I, I'm butchering what you just said to me. But did you feel like L.A. was that place for you? You were like, this is where I want to do comedy. This is what is good for me. Versus, like, Chicago or New York, as we were making jokes about earlier. <laughs> well, I was living I was living in Long Beach and Orange County. So, like, it's only 36 miles to Los Angeles. Okay. So gotcha. I sort of, but I waited until I had a year, at least a year in to start doing mics in LA. Mm-hmm. I waited until I started it to sign up for the potluck mic at the comedy store um, to do roast battle. Like I waited till I, I had a certain amount of time. And it was like, even though a year is nothing, by the way, in stand up terms, I'm a weird anomaly. I'm not to pat myself on the back, but I'm a weird anomaly. I would go to four mic, which is hard in Los Angeles. In New York, it's easy. I would go to four mics tonight. I was sleeping in my car sometimes in the parking lot at my job, you know, just to make it to work on time. I got fired from that job because I was so like obsessed with stand up. Yeah. And, um, and, so it was like this, you know, and when I got fired, it was a natural transition to move to Los Angeles. Although I had a lot of people say to me, you should think about another market like San Diego or Portland or okay. whatever. But I started at 32. I don't have a lot of like time to develop in other markets. And I know a lot of comedians like my roommate, uh, Brandy Posey from the Lady Lady podcast. And she, like, she started in Los Angeles. There's a lot of comics, successful comics that start in LA. There's this weird myth of like, you can be seen too soon. And it's like, if you think anyone's going to remember your name, unless you insult them in some way, they might (laughs) remember your name. But in general, most people care about themselves. And so they might see you and be like, oh, last time I saw this person, they weren't that funny. But if you're undeniable that second go around, they're going to love you. And and that is, you know, there is something to be said to the new kid momentum that does happen in Los Angeles. I don't know if it happens in New York, but you move yeah. to a bigger market and you're like new and you're funny and everyone wants to book you. You do get the momentum and you want to capitalize on that for sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, build relationships so that's sustainable over time. 
because yeah. this is a marathon. It's not a race. Don't do like me and kill yourself. Cause I, cause I had to slow down. All my friends went on to write in writer's rooms after Rose battle. And, um, I had a lot of health problems <laughs> and oh. I had to, I had to like have surgery. I had, like, oh my some God. shit happened to my, oh yeah, girl, I was wearing an adult diaper on Rose battle. My <laughs> uterus, my uterus tried to claw its way out of my body. It was oh my. trying. Yeah. And so I had to hey, have like, wow. surgery. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> wow. so I was like sick. And what happens is, is like, you know, when you pivot like that, it, you can lose you. Yeah. You lose a little bit of that momentum, but the comic I am now is so much funnier. The writer I am now is so much funnier. What I would have done with those opportunities probably would have been good. But now I know if I get those opportunities again, when I get those opportunities again, they'll be great. Yes. And so that, that is really the the forward momentum you want to kind of keep. I'm rambling. I'm sorry. No, this I, is you so can, interesting. <laughs> yes. I'm such a podcaster. I'm just like, I'll just fill up this you did, you just oh why don't you just drink your water and I'll just I'll just keep talking. And we're but, doing great no. on time. No, if anything, I'm I love listening to it because I have so much respect for you for that. Because like, you know, being I started out in dance and I was a theater major, and there's many times where it. you feel like your uterus is just gonna fall out of your body and you're like, listen, I have some fucking shit to do. I don't have time. Like I gotta do and then like I, I understand how you feel because you're like, oh, I'm kind of like losing that momentum. But in a weird way, life kind of has that way of working itself out where not to like sound so philosophical, but you know what I mean? I like sometimes yeah. I do that FOMO thing where I'm like, oh, my God, well, my friend just went and did this. And then my other friend and I got to like keep up. But I think that's another question I'll ask you. It's because, you know, I've had people from all, you know, different parts of the country. I've been, you know, very fortunate to be able to travel to different parts of the world and yeah. perform in different places. Um, do you kind of feel like in this industry that falling into that like comparison trap is something that would happen a lot? Um, I only ask that because you don't seem like somebody who really gives a shit about what other people think, which is a compliment, by the way. So, well, thank yes. you. On a good day, I don't. And on a bad day, <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. So don't we all? Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just that's just self-centered fear is really what that is. And mm -hmm. um, my. Oh, that's a great question. So my experience with that is um, stay in your lane and focus on you and prioritize your health as well. Because I'm telling you, when there, it, it, I remember there was, you could have cut off my arm and I would have just duct taped it back on and done the show. You know, I would have, I would have, you know, I was that kind of crazy. Yeah. And I did that and, with a broken arm. So I understand. I did stand up with it, a broken arm. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I had one time I got off stage and went directly to the emergency room because I had bled. There's like a threshold of bleeding a person should do. Um, and I had gone over that threshold oh and it was very God. funny because and I had gone over it on stage and just stopped moving. And you've seen me on stage. I like to move. I like to give the, I, I like it. to really yeah. use the space. And I just stood there and did my jokes and got off stage and shook the manager's hand is that I have to go to the emergency room. I'm sorry. And then I left. And, um, you know, it was, I experienced probably the deepest, darkest FOMO around that time because my friends would call me, they'd be like, Anna, I'm in this writer's room and oh my God, it's so hard. There's so much pressure. And I was like, yeah, I had to get an ultrasound on my uterus because I have tumors. Right. Hi, fuck I yourself. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm like, luckily they were just like fibroids or whatever. It's like, but yeah, I can't, re I can't remember my jokes because of so much blood loss. I have, right. uh, I have anemia now. Uh, yeah, no, I'm fine. My hair's falling out. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. They put me on a 
medication that makes me cry every day at 2 p.m. But yeah, I get it. Your writer's job is fucking hard. And I believe in you. You can do this. Let me tell you. You know what it's like? And men, men in comedy will do that to you. They'll be like, but be my, do my emotional labor. I'm like, you have a, you have a WGA membership. Get a therapist. Um, so go get out of my, you know, and learning how to say that was really important. But there was a time where I just, to keep myself sane, because I was powerless over my physical health and powerless at some point over my mental health around that, is I had to uh, unfollow anybody who is a comedian on all social media. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, I love comedians that are like, this person unfollowed me fuck them. I'm like, the fact that you even noticed is psychotic. Right. You don't yes. know what's going on with them. They they could literally be nine tif- different types of sick and, tr- you know, fighting with medical to get a surgery done. You don't know what's going on with them. This could be more for your love and protection. So they're not thinking negative thoughts about you yeah. than it is about anything else. So there was a time where it got really deep and really dark, but then I just realized that number one, no comedian I've ever met thinks that they've made it. No. Even yeah. the ones that clearly, clearly have. Mm-hmm. And number two, um, what, as long as I believe in me and my, my funny, you know, and I focus on the funny, it's all going to be okay. And to just do my best to pull myself back into the space of being teachable. You know, the minute I'm like, how that motherfucker get on that show? Oh, here's another story for you. This is a good one. Okay. So there's a there's a highly I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to you, filter here it. We go. <laughs> there's story there's time. a highly co- coveted show in Los Angeles. Highly coveted. My boyfriend's been waiting for years to get on this show. Uh, Conan's Booker's hang out there. I go the night uh, with him, and he's so nervous. He got a haircut for the show, oh. and we walk in, and I look around him, and I'm like man, all these rich white kids look dumpy because I don't know if you know this rich white kids dress like they're homeless for no reason. And I'm like, man, all these white kids look dumpy. And I'm like, what? And I'm sitting in the back and, um, and I'm, and I'm sitting there with two other funny Latino comics actually are sandwiched by the two of them. And this will make sense in a second. Okay. So, um, number one, uh, there's some women of color in the crowd and they get bounced for, in my opinion, showing their enjoyment of the show, the way folks on the road do where they like repeat punchlines and you know, it's, it's a different type of laughter. Right. Sure. And, um, the host didn't really have like control of the crowd and that's fine. Yeah. And then um, another comment goes on. It was a little controversial because he'd been, he'd gone through a me too thing. And then they apologize to the audience out of blue and then bring my dude on stage. Who's okay. an accomplished comic. He's a very, he is a solid feature act. Like he's nice. He's, and he's, okay. he's a headliner. He's got, he's got an album. Like at the he time he's a great. solid feature. Yeah. He's a great <laughs> dude. His name's Stuart Thompson. Sweet dude. Yeah, goes Stuart. out, does his act goes his act he's doing two minutes love him and he's eaten with his setup punchlines because everybody on the show was a tv writer and they just had all kind of set up and no not a lot of punchlines you know he's coming out there with his bang 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 club jokes and the room is just not giving him any love and then he uh-huh. says he says this so my girlfriend's latina and everybody goes oh my god oh my Oh, that's so great! And I was 
furious. I was so tokenized. I grabbed the two comics next to me who are also Latino. And I said, oh, I feel exploited. Like, I was so oh, mad. Wow. I was so mad. Don't clap for that. Don't give him a pity clap because he dates a brown woman, you assholes. And, like, I'm just like, I'm furious. And, um, and, and that's when I realized that, you know, I can look at those show flyers and I could think, why won't they book me? But I might show up the night when a when a, a, a crazy person's on stage, a rapist is on stage, when people are getting screamed at. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what night I'm going to show up. It might just be they have a good photographer that goes to the show and it looks hot, you yeah. know, but it, it might not be my crowd. It might not be my people. And that's OK. If my people happen to be in Fresno, California, guess what, bitch? They pay me in Fresno, California. So like, <laughs> right, right. I get money to put, to play for regular people. And so it's just about understanding that, like, everyone just stay in your lane and focus on you and be happy for the people around you getting those opportunities. Mm -hmm. Really be happy for them. Really try it because if they can do it, you can do it. It's not about, it's not about, well, they're taking from you. It's right. you can do yeah. it too. Mm -hmm. You've seen that guy bomb for chairs. You've seen that guy bomb in front of a room full of people for chairs. You know, like that's calm down. Yeah. Calm down. That is a human being and just, just love them and trust that your opportunity is there. And then I got a really good piece of advice from Dana Gould. Um, which was Love uh, Dana Gould. Yeah. Mm -hmm. del delightful human. Uh, he said, just make your own shit. You know, nice. not like that. That's Anna version. He said, you know, make your own, make your own projects and nobody can take that. that away from you. So, which is what you're yet. doing here. I celebrate yeah. you. Oh, you made your own you. shit. Yay. And you're a part of it, girl. I appreciate yeah. it. I love this. Are we doing the... No, I just I'll need some I'll dab. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Oh, I'm there in the other room. <laughs> I should have brought. I should have brought them in. It is very funny the nunchucks, uh, but they they do hurt. They're teak wood. Uh, oh, I would definitely <laughs> hurt myself. I would try it, and like you would, we would have a, like a great Zoom show of me just like trying it. Like you would be probably super good, and I'd be trying. It would be like. No. Like before, no, I'm new to weapons. Me. I'm new. No, if it were <laughs> if it were karate, if it were karate, yes, I could see. I like free sparring, fighting with your fists. I'm good at that. Weapons are a totally new thing for me. So mm -hmm. the only thing that I'm that I have a leg up on anybody is I'm good at moving my body. So I That's know good. how to get myself into the position. But I have hit myself in the mouth. I've hit myself in the back <laughs> of the head. I've hit myself. I mean, just like, like I stabbed with a sigh, I stabbed myself in the boob. Oh I was like, <laughs> like it's, it's, you know, it's a shit show. And, but it reminds me again to stay teachable. It reminds mm -hmm. me to stay teachable. It's like when I first started stand up, I would bomb and I would get off stage and I'd be like, remember all those years when a person, you would pay a man, go to that class twice a week and a man would look you in the eye and go, you don't even know how to walk right. You know, <laughs> or like, like I would, I would spar and I would get my ass kicked because I was the only woman in the class and they would just beat, you know, they were just like, well, we want you to be tough. You want to be one of the guys, you know, and I would just get the shit kicked out of me. And so it's like, yeah, you told a joke and no one liked it. You know, yeah. you didn't get kicked in the vagina. So that's nice. Yeah. Right, you know, right. like that, <laughs> that could have also happened. <laughs> so, that is the best so way to fine. think about that. I'm going to do that anytime I have to do like a set, like 
I, uh, you know, I will, that's going to be my new, I was about to say, what was I saying? That's going to be my new motto now. It's just like, well, I didn't get kicked yeah. in the vagina. So works for me. Yeah, that can happen. <laughs> yes. That can happen. Like you could, you know, whatever kind of dancing injury, like stupid, a stupid dancing injury. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, you know, you didn't get ringworm, you know what yeah. I mean? Although you could get ringworm from an open mic. I remember when COVID <laughs> started in LA, I was like, you motherfuckers stay home. You know how many people... I was at, I was at the improv and a guy goes on stage and he share he's at the audition mic he's got the hot set right he's gonna get his spot at the improv oh, yeah. Yeah. and he's <laughs> uh, and he says guys I'm so committed to comedy I'm sick right now and uh, we all just started booing <laughs> hey <laughs> really, boo <laughs> boo take your sick ass home you monster <laughs> like, quit touching it we're all gonna we're so mad we were like how many times how many since you started stand up how many open mic flus have you gotten so i've gotten a couple I, I haven't gotten too many i've been really lucky about that but i do remember there was like one <laughs> there's one week especially i right when the beginning of 2020 it was january and I remember I was feeling so sick and I just, I thought about it. I was like, oh, I just like filmed and like, I, you know, when you film a set or whatever, and my friend yeah. was filming all of them and I was like, I gotta go, I gotta film it. And I was like feeling a little under the weather, but I was like, oh, it's fine. Like maybe it's just a stomach thing or you know how you make excuses. You're like, it's a stomach thing. It's a life thing. I'm crazy. I'm paranoid. And then I yeah. woke up like a couple of days later and I was like sick and I had, and then I also had a host that weekend at Helium and I had a, <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I go to the doctor and she's like, so you have the, so I'm like in bed and I take like Tamiflu and luckily I got cured enough to like go do the show. Yeah. But I just remember being there like, is such thing as stage health. We've all had, yes. yeah, we've all had a <laughs> wicked cold from, and there are moments by the way, where you're hosting, you're getting paid. That you was the thing. Yeah, I know. That was the problem. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do the thing, you know? You got to, and what's weird is right as you step on stage, you stop feeling sick. And then yeah. the second you get on off stage, you feel like dog shit. And oh, there's yeah. like, no, <laughs> stage health is a real girl. One time, this is right after, <laughs> yeah, this is right on. after roast battle. Okay. Oh, you're still going? Go, go. Oh, no, that was it. No, I was just waiting because you were like, girl, hold on. I was like, I'm here. Girl. I got you. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank I you. I appreciate you so, asking me, though, but I was just cheering. I was celebrating you. I was like, let's do this. Thank you. <laughs> oh, we're celebration. I love celebration. it. I have a friend who walks up to me and she'll just randomly go, did you get prettier just now? That's why I feel like this is the vibe of this conversation. It's like, excuse me, did you get prettier just now? Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, Fabuloso, baby. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> so he, okay, so right after rose battle before i knew how bad how sick i was in all the different ways i um because i'm serious i was sick in like three different ways it was wild and That's so right. like i was I like uterus it. problem stomach problem the whole thing so so oh we're God. we're uh me and leah kajanian and uh nicole me schreiber are uh who are very funny you should hit them up they should be okay. fabulous interviews for this they're okay. delightful delightful hey, women. ladies hey ladies and hey, ladies you um, look beautiful today <laughs> we're doing like a ladies of roast battle show in nice. san diego right mm -hmm. we're all getting paid nicely for it too and so we're on our way and we get ooh, 30 minutes out of la and i start violently throwing up 
I mean, oh my god, you like I've turned gray. I'm just sweat pouring off my forehead, (laughs) working my guts out. And then they, we had to stop like three, four times on the way. And we were going to do other spots at other clubs. And they were like, no, we got a call. They were like, you, I was like, I can do it. Just, I've been to the club. I'll just, I'll just lay in the booth where the comics are while you guys are on stage. I don't want to take away from your experience. And they were like, no, you're crazy. And they um, they called somebody, like a friend of a friend of a friend, and they went to their house and they just put me in the guest bedroom with like a bucket and some saltines. And they were, like, wor- they were like, work it out. And so I laid down, I slept for like an hour, came to, developed enough stage health to do the show that we were supposed to do and came home. And then I came back a week later and it turns out, went to the doctor, it turns out I had a thing that a lot of comics have gotten from traveling and doing mics and stuff. Oh, it's called H. pylori, and it's a stomach infection. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, they have to put you on really powerful antibiotics that make you like almost sicker than you. Like, <laughs> and what? so, yeah, yeah. I'm only and laughing because else... I'm like, what the heck? I yeah, didn't even know this existed. No... My doctor said, this is like a third world water disease. I was like, what? And I knew two other comics that got it. And it was so funny because uh, the other two ladies didn't get it. I told them what happened. They were like, I'll check with my doctor. They got the test. Like, they're fine. But it was like a whole thing. It was a whole thing. So I say all that to say, take care of your bodies. Throw some yoga in there. Throw some exercise. Do some paint by numbers, you know, maybe play an instrument, you know, like meditate, do something. You do not have to eat, sleep and shit comedy to do well at comedy. You can have be a person on occasion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> On occasion, if you can, when you're, not, when you're not having a third world water disease or Girl. I have acid reflux and I had flu A and flu B. They were like, oh, you got both strains. I was like, at the same everything. time? Oh, the one. So flu A happened the weekend I had a host. I was like, of course. And then. <gasps> When I went to LA, I came back um, from LA and I had, Mm -hmm. right. They were like, maybe you got flu B from California. And I was like, yeah, you did. (laughs) The weather's too nice here. People are too bold. No one's washing their hands. It's, it's, it's a nightmare. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Los Angeles comedians are the grossest humans. It's like, I would not. Mm-mm. I would not trust. It's like if I walk into a restaurant and there is a comedian working of like any kind of food service, I got to leave because I know that they're not washing their hands. They're oh. just, they're gross. <laughs> yeah, no. That, I mean, that's why that's a, it's like some of us are incredibly fastidiously clean now. And some of them are just like, you know, yeah. they're gross. I don't gross. know. It's there's too many of us. We're like, I, I know a lot of people moved away. I'm sorry if you got some of our refugees. A I'm, lot of I, a lot of LA comics were like, deuces, I'm out. Deuces, I gotta I'm... get out of here. I'm like, bye. <laughs> like, I mean, here in the Midwest, it's not that there's like so many people on top of each other, but there's still people that just don't wash their hands. I'm like, no wonder this is all happening. <laughs> like, I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it is like farm community. So like, I grew up in a part of Northern California that was like all farms and stuff. And mm-hmm. so like- you know, oh. when you're around agriculture, there's a lot of like parasites and like just weird shit you get. Just weird you know? shit so that you maybe get. That could be it. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, but, I know I live in the city, so I don't know anything about farm culture, but maybe maybe that'll be my next podcast guest. If you know anything about farm culture, you farm, have like are you farm talk. <laughs> farm farm talk. talk, tractor talk. I love <laughs> St. Louis, by the way. That oh, thank going you. there, I went there, we went to with Kevin Casey White took us to the city museum. Oh, and yeah, that's the hot place here. Yep. 
to watch the comedians turn into children before your eyes, like go into this, like revert to this state that was so important to them when they were children. Yeah. And it was so fun. It was, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the city. I enjoyed the comics. I really mm. just, what a beautiful place. It was like 30 degrees while I was there. <laughs> and was. I don't do cold. <laughs> I don't do cold well. And I remember somebody a flyover being you're like, they were like, you're like the only person who dressed appropriately. And I was like, oh yeah, I bring long underwear and boot socks with me everywhere. I hate being cold. Yeah. I don't I like it. being cold at all. It's the worst. My boyfriend makes fun of me all the time. He's like, cause like, you know how like guys are like, they can just go like in their underwear and just like go to bed. Like for me, yeah. I have to have a sweatshirt. I need yes. like my yoga pants. I have a double blanket on my side mm -hmm. because I'll get chilly during the night, but I don't know. It's just, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then I've got sweatshirts and I've got socks in the back because you never know just in case, even during warm weather, I'm like, I just, I don't need to be in that condition. So yeah. I feel you 100%. Well, there are parts of California, like Steinbeck once said the coldest winter he ever spent was a summer in, in, um, in like San Francisco. Oh, so like there yes. are parts of California that even in the summertime are like brutally cold by like yeah. three o'clock. Cause that's when the Marine layer rolls in. Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. so yeah. So it's like, Oh yeah, definitely. You gotta have your, you gotta have your sweatshirt get down. You gotta stay oh, yeah. warm baby, but it was so much fun. <laughs> it was, it was really fun. And I, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. It was a good, it was a good city to just like be in. I can't wait to come back. Yes. Sans oh Proud Boys. Yeah. Stay away I'm from me, Proud Boys. What just was that about? Yeah. They don't need to, yeah, that, that we, <laughs> that part we don't have to repeat, but we can definitely have you come back and then, uh, you know, who knows? I can meet you in person and then we'll like go toward the city. Yes. We'll go back to the city museum. Sounds good. <laughs> that was so fun. It was yes. so good. I just left all the drunk parents there. That was a great part is uh, ladies and gentlemen, it serves alcohol. Yes, it does. <laughs> so there were just parents yeah. just being like, have fun. Don't die. <laughs> so. <laughs> When I was a nanny, I used to take the kids there all the time. And like people would be like, are you going to have a drink at the bar? And I was just like, I mean, I I don't know about that. <laughs> but I, it's hilarious how these parents are like drunk. They're just having the best time. It's hilarious. I love it. Good for it. them. Hey, good Living. for them. Good for that. Yeah, because those kids yeah. are just going to fall down asleep. It's amazing. <laughs> it is. It's for perfect. Sure. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. We got an aquarium now, though. So the next time you come, you can look at the aquarium. That's like the new attraction here. Mm -hmm. So I just I'm s such a dork. I would love be. you know, every time I'm in an aquarium, you know, that tank where you can pet a shark. Yet, uh, yeah. Or a stingray or something. I'm like, I pet a shark! Like, I, every time, I'm like, oh, I did it! I pet a shark! Oh, I did it again! Like, I can't, I'm dead. That's where I really turned into a child. I'm like, ooh, starfish! Like, they I, had, wow. um, have you seen those, like, fish? I'm. They call it the doctor fish, but it's the kind of little fish that uh, <laughs> eat your dead skin off or whatever. Have you seen that before? That is my one regret from doing comedy, not doing com like doing comedy in Southeast Asia. We didn't have enough time. Ooh, um, very cool. For okay, hot tip: uh, get an oil massage, not a Thai massage. If you have any body problems, because a Thai massage is a tiny woman climbs on you and yanks all your parts, and you don't want that. Uh, get oh an oil God. massage. They rub you down with oil aggressively and it's great. Uh, but not to say, not to say that the Thai massage wasn't like great and fun in its own way. Uh, but it's definitely like she whispered into my ear, why are you fighting me? And I'm like, I'm not like, you're like, just oh like, this God. is just different than what I'm used yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, my back hurts. Um, but yeah. And the other thing I didn't get a chance to do was have my feet eaten by tiny fish. That was actually like a thing. I was like, I want to get the tiny fish pedicure. I want the tiny fish cut. I was like, that was me being a baby. 
like just like I want the fish one. So, uh, but it was that was our one thing. But it was I highly recommend. Um, but yeah, so you you had the fish pedicure. What's so like? I didn't Tell get the everything. pedicure, but in the aquarium you get in line and they're like it's the doctor fish and you put your hands in, and so it was like I. <laughs> I like put my jacket on and I was just like, they were like, you can put one, you could put both. And I just was like, you know what? I put both of them in and it was like the craziest thing. They just link up like right to your, your, like your body. And you just like, it doesn't feel like a bite or a slit or anything. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you just, they're standing yeah. there. I'm like, this kind of feels, I mean, for me, cause I'm a super dork and I used to work in an aquarium. That was like my first job ever. Yeah. I worked in the, on yeah, basically how Missouri, uh, borders Dream Illinois. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so cool. It was uh, the Newport Aquarium in Kentucky. You would drive over from Cincinnati over the bridge. They built this aquarium. And so I was like that 16 year old in a blue polo and khakis. And I had one of those like shark visors and it's like, you're going to work the lobster or the lobster tank. <laughs> the <laughs> Are they majestic? We eat them. Uh. I'm like, and I just walked over to the sea, which they do have a seafood restaurant there too. So who knows? But I am. Grim, who knows grim. anymore? <laughs> but I went to. That should to... be a fried chicken place. Aquarium. That's rude. That's rude. That's too farm to table for me. That's too farm to table. Oh, I don't uh, blame you. Not for, not for me either, to be honest with you, but I, uh, they had the hermit crabs. And so we used to show the hermit crabs off to the kids and the starfish. It was super cool. And they got oh, to like go so in cute. and yeah, exactly. It was very, very cool. I, I was, that was actually one of my favorite jobs that I've ever had. So other than doing comedy and podcasting did and you, stuff, but <laughs> did you get to play? I mean, come on, let's be real. Po comedy and podcasting is delightful, but like, I'm not a dolphin. You know what I mean? Like, did you get to play with a dolphin? Did you get to play with a penguin? I have lots of questions. <laughs> Otters. Like, there's a lot of aquatic scene stealers. These are, no, do not feel bad if you were like, comedy is the second best job I've ever had. The best job I ever had was I rode a fucking whale on my work, on my break. Like, that is... <laughs> I would have loved to have done that. That would have been very cool. They did, did they have, have a, what do they have there? So they did have a penguin parade, which was kind of cute. So my parents came with my godmother and they went to they were like, We're gonna come visit the aquarium and see you. And they I said, you know, the penguin parade happens at like one o'clock and the guy who's in charge of the penguins, um, it's just like a little wagon with the penguin in it. And so you just walk it down like the kids. It's, it's so one cute. penguin. Yeah. It's a penguin parade of one. <laughs> And my mom, because my mom's like this Italian woman from Queens, she's just like, well, this is terribly disappointing that there's only, <laughs> there's only one penguin. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> she... <laughs> she goes, they could have at least provided a tambourine. I was like, what are you talking about, mom? I have no idea. Do they have a seal or something or at least a really photogenic frog or something that's insane there's okay i okay i grew up the town i grew up in in northern california it's called ione and it has two prisons again two prisons a bar premium quality racism just like artisanal straight from the source what happens when you leave white folks all by themselves it's great yeah like my my pediatric my pediatric dentist listened to rush limbaugh while he was drilling my teeth that kind of shit you know oh, what i wow. mean like yeah 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 he's dead just he right is, I know. Dead. Oh, what a great feeling. I was like, oh, my You're goodness. Like, oh, um, what a so relief. exciting. 
Okay. Yeah, what a relief. So he, um, so uh, the town I grew up in, it, Main Street is about half a block long. It still is about half a block long. They don't even have like a orange, red, yellow traffic light there. Mm-hmm. The whole county has one yellow flasher in the middle. It's like, good luck, uh, is, is sort of our whole thing. So, but they love parades. And we had like six parades a year that were about a half a block long. And they would be like, it'd be like a couple of girls from the 4-H and it would be the ugly truck contest and the ugly dog contest and like three floats and like, uh, and then like uh, the, you had the brownies and the Girl Scouts. And then at the end you had the prison marching band Wow. And that's how you knew it was the end of the parade. <laughs> they were always the last float. And there was this one lifer that had been in the prison marching band. He might have found it. We don't know. But he <laughs> would play the electric guitar. And every year he'd have some new kid who would just like was going to parole out any day soon. You know, he's just playing the electric guitar <laughs> with the prison marching band. I kid you fucking not. It was like a David Lynch movie. It was it was gummo. We were in gummo. And so it was, <laughs> it was like this whole, this whole situation. Uh, but I live for a tiny parade because I've been, now I've been to full size parades and I've thought to myself, why is this parade so long? And I realized in my brain, a parade is very short. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's a great story. Thank you. Thank you. A parade can be very short. And I think that your mom, while I would be disappointed, I'd be like, there's just one penguin. I would be like, I would, I would just follow it around going baby pinguino just over and over and over again from that SNL sketch, just like yelling Spanish at it and, um, and make, trying to make friends with it. Yes. Um, Have you ever done comedy in Texas? So I have not. That's been one of my now that I mean, especially what now that Joe Rogan's apparently moving to Texas. So, you know, I got to I got to get on board with this. So have you? uh, Yes. uh, Pre pre Rogan. I was there before it was. cool. Uh, But there's uh, if you go to San Antonio, just out of San Antonio. I've heard it's pretty cool there. Yeah. Yeah. San Antonio is weird because it's a city set up to be conventions. It's just all conventions there, basically. Um, And there's also lovely local culture, amazing. But just outside of that, there are these caves. You can go spelunk in some caves. And just outside of the caves, so like maybe 50 miles away, there's a thing called the Snake Farm, which was featured in Dirty Jobs on Discovery. And it is a, it's sort of like a Tiger King-esque zoo uh, full of snakes. And oh other exotic animals. And um, I got to hold a lemur while it was there, oh. a baby lemur. I was just in the gift shop and I was like, oh, look, a baby lemur. She's like, if you hand sanitize, you can hold him. I was like, yes, <laughs> give me, give me. And like, I was like, his little hands, they look like people hands. I was freaking out. Uh, I had to taste, chase a full size rooster out of the bathroom to use it. <laughs> um, there was a. Uh, there was, if you talked to, here's the, here's the real tea at Texas is when you're in Texas, if you just talk to anybody for five minutes, show them a little bit of country kid charm, you know, just a little bit of like, I'm from St. Louis, you know, I'm from, I'm from where people are real, you know, <laughs> right. give them a little bit of that. 
they will welcome you into the kitchen and tell you how the sweet tea is made. Like they Aww. are so sweet. And so this kid's walking us around. And he was like, fun fact about that baboon is sometimes in the morning when he's frustrated, he masturbates at the guests. <laughs> and like, he's like, and then we're just like walking around and he's just like, all right, now this snake and this and this guy over here. And like, it was, it was both depressing and um, incredibly exhilarating to just talk to some like weird redneck kid who was just like, yeah, play with exotic animals all day. Yeah, my shirt is, he was wearing a sleeveless shirt and a, and a hat that said the snake farm. And on the rim of it, he had Budweiser caps bent over. Oh, of course he did. <laughs> oh my gosh. And this was like, an, this was a long time ago. This was like a, like a long time ago. It was like way before Tiger King came out. Uh, highly recommend go to the snake farm it's amazing um all i remember is the lemur the chicken <laughs> and seeing and just seeing like snakes that like a big snake for me is a hard no a yeah. little snake okay but like the once big... you're bigger than my arm i can't control you and i don't like it yeah no i'm not i'm not even a huge snake person but i can understand having something smaller but if it were bigger i'd be like oh no control on this so i am 100 percent on the same page with you about that <laughs> Yeah. And honestly, every time I, you know, I don't drink, I don't do drugs, but every time I enter into a sweet tea friendly state, like a place that really knows how to make sweet tea, I'm on such a sugar caffeine high (laughs) until I leave that it's as if I'm drugged. Like, I'm just like, yeah, let's go look at snakes. Like, I'm just crazy. (laughs) So just in a fever, just like frothing, just sweet tea the whole time, just too crazy. So... (laughs) Um, oh but my gosh, you're too funny. You're too funny. <laughs> I'm, just I'm laughing. Oh my God, I'm having the, well, this has actually been, not to cut you off, but this has actually been the best time. This has been one of my favorite interviews oh, that I've done. So. Take that, Jay Light. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell him I'm the best. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love, I just love you. When we were talking earlier, I was like, oh, she does roast, but I wonder if she knows Jay Light, who has also been on this podcast, good friend, love him to death. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Jay, you've got he's, some competition now. Uh. <laughs> he's a sweetheart. He's one of my favorite humans. Um, very happy for him. Uh, if you haven't talked to him lately as cats and stuff, he's doing great. He's yeah. always doing good. Jay's always, always fine. Jay's, Jay's always fine. He's always doing good. Yeah. He's, like, he's, he's gifted. He's gifted at the game of life. And I enjoy that. You know, I love I'm like, that. Yeah, Ooh, no, I, I, that. I tell you, like all the things that I even talked to him about, I was like, oh, and you did Master Chef. I was like, Robobot. Like, yeah. I was like, you've done all these cool things, which going back to you, you've done a lot of cool stuff. But I always ask at the end of each episode, you've given you've given a lot of great advice, which I appreciate. And I, a lot oh, of it you. was like not even me prompting you. You're like, here's what I think about this and here's this. And I'm like, oh, I agree with like <laughs> everything she's saying. <laughs> no, but I love it because it's more... <laughs> Sometimes it's a little bit more natural to have somebody just like be like, hey, here's what I think of this. And here's I versus being like, so um, we're going to we're going to, you know, go to my library here in the West Wing and we're going to talk about (laughs) all of these. But uh, I always ask people to trot out my canned questions. I know. Right. Yeah. My Nicolas Cage. I'll be like, what is that show on Netflix about the curse words where he's got um, the history of curse words or something? I haven't watched it yet. Is it so good? It's really fun. I love it just because obviously there's comedians with great input on there. But I just love Nicolas Cage just coming into 
like a and he's just like hello i'm nicholas cage he's just the best like who doesn't love nick cage come on that's great but who doesn't love anna i mean hey i know you said earlier you're like there's some people but what advice there's some people who don't love me but they should they'll they'll change they'll they'll, they'll get with the program they're gonna they're gonna watch this episode and we covered i think we covered every topic from comedy to cat pee to aquariums from things maybe too farm to table (laughs) that literally like (laughs) tiny tiny parades tiny parades oh i mean come on getting sick having uterus issues me having the flu twice i mean where else what else could we have covered i mean there are some people (laughs) that are like bitch stop talking about stop talking about how your uterus tried to fall out i'm like (laughs) i will never stop talking about that if one of you if you had your period for over a year straight you would too yeah oh absolutely (laughs) but hey you've made it um, any advice that you'd like to give out to a listener, maybe who wants to pursue comedy at a certain point or is currently in comedy at this time? We have a lot of people or just even people that appreciate. What would you like us to know? Um, okay, there's, okay. Uh, there is no replacing for trying, but it is okay to acquire skills. Um, I took a uh, $100 class at the Santa Monica City College Adult School, taught by Jonathan Solomon, shout out. Uh, And I learned how to write one joke. And uh, when people have emailed me, like, how do I get into comedy late in life? I send them that joke. And I go, this is why it works. There's a premise, a setup, and a punchline, and it's clear. And uh, it's not a funny joke, uh, but it, I would never do it now, but it's terrible. But I, you know, it's, it's one of those things of like, but the thing that you got to do is you just got to treat it like, you know, like you love it and go, go to as many mics and shows as you can listen to a lot of stand up, and, um, have a teacher again, teachable mindset and people will foster that people will, um, people will see that you genuinely want to get better and they will, they will be excited by that. And, um, and they'll, they'll want to help and they'll want to be a part of that because it is hard to sustain that new excitement. And, and if you can bring that to and maybe an elder statesman in your scene, they'll, they'll, they'll treat you well. And that's what happened with me. Keith Carey didn't have a car. I had a car and we drove everywhere. And he was like, and he remember, I remember when he told me, it's like, you're actually getting too funny to be the person who drives me to shows. And I weasel five minute spots out for them on the show. You need to, uh, you're not in the sweet spot anymore. You need to go and be free, go do your own shows. And, um, and so find those people, uh, have a good working car always helps. <laughs> yeah. Good working car. You need a car, have snacks. Uh, because comedians uh, don't feed themselves. Uh, cigarettes, ladies and gentlemen, is not food. You'll end up with scurvy. Have an almond, have a orange slice, you know, have a bottle of water with you. Um, and and uh, listen to people do what, we say this in 12-step programs, if you want what we have to offer and you're willing to make the effort to get it, then you're ready to take certain steps. So if you see somebody and you're like, that is the kind of funny I want to be, figure out what they're doing, ask them what they're doing, ask them what shows they go to, ask them what mics they go to and go and, and, and do what they do. You know, if they say, if they have a process of writing all the time, write all the time, you know, I'm one of those people that if somebody says that's funny when I'm talking, I write it down because I, because some people naturally speak in punchlines. Some people sit down like serial killers and just like write, material, you know, um, and I write, I do write material, but, you know, um, just be present to yourself and allow the inspiration to come 
and uh, do things that scare you. If you have a roast show in your town that you don't think you can do, do it. You know, if there's a, if there's improv, improv, I, you know, doing improv, I'm not great at improv. I'm not great at acting. I'm not great. I'm terrible at characters, but I force myself to do those shows when people ask me Mm -hmm. because I want to be, I, I want to do things that scare me and challenge me to this day. Yes. That's a dog barking at me. He's like, shut up, Anna. She's got to go. <laughs> uh, no, but... I love it. Sorry, I'm not the pet psychic, so it's okay. I'll, you can yeah, interrupt yeah, this interview. Yeah, he's like, where is my mom? That's like a whole other situation. If you ever come to LA, that dog, has, he's a credit. He's bit the funniest people in Los Angeles. Um, he's a, he's an angry little potato. Uh, he's a, just a tiny, cute, mean thing. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> But just like me and uh, uh, but but yeah, it's um, there's yeah, just do just do those things. And, mm-hmm. you know, some people are going to this is what I will tell you. An expensive class does not make a good. Take, you know, if you're going to take a class uh, and this goes for martial arts as well, just because it's expensive, just because it's name brand doesn't make it good. Yeah. You know, um, if you're going to it. But the best thing, if you do take a class, they should tell you the following things. They should say, go to open mics. They should say, go to open mics because there's no, uh, you just have to get those reps in. You have to and give yourself, I gave myself, I told myself for the next year, you're going to suck. And the truth is, is for 10 years, you're supposed to suck. But I was like, yeah, but you're, no, you, you're a black belt in karate. You've walked on, you've, you've walked, you've taped toes back together and gone back to fight. Like you're, you go, you get a year to be as terrible at this as possible. And the freedom to be bad at something actually makes you better faster. Cause you're not afraid. You're not afraid yeah. to make the mistakes. You're like, yeah, I'm supposed to bomb. I yeah. knew. Mm-hmm. Yes. I knew. And then people will just sort of forget cause you're comfortable with it. They just forget that you've only been doing it for five minutes and yeah. they'll be like, Oh, Oh, you know, and like get people around you. Like I remember Keith once told me, he said, um, he said, uh, I'm getting real tired of listening to your mediocre 15. I want to hear your killer 10 and like cut the fat. You know, if you could say it in three words, say it in three words, don't say it in six. Cause you, you're afraid you're not going to, no one in comedy is going to be like, you know what? They did six minutes and 30 seconds, not seven. Right. I'm never booking <laughs> him. Right. No one's ever said that. If you do 17 minutes instead of seven, you're never getting booked again. Right. So just like, so yeah, so it's, it's all, it's all, it's all a get down, just have fun with it. And, um, oh, and if people in the scene tell you don't be alone with somebody cause they're creepy, listen. Oh yeah. 100%. <laughs> You're just As like... an older woman who was like weirdly naive, people were like, don't do that. <laughs> oh, and, and, and if you're also if you're a woman, you're going to end up dating a comic. It happens. And everybody's going to say, don't fuck the comics. Nobody will respect you. Um, they're about to be the only men, you know, and, uh, it, it will change the way people address you and think of you sometimes in certain, you know, depending if they know your dude better than you, you know, you'll be there. You'll be the dude. Just make sure that he knows to introduce you as a comic and to give you props where you deserve, right? you know, because because there have been times of some TV producers have asked my dude if he rates my jokes. And and he was he he's younger and a little 
little touch. So he was like, he was like, yeah, we tag each other shit. Never say that, gentlemen. Here's what you say. No, she writes her own material. In fact, she often writes my jokes. Yeah, that's what you say. And even if that feels emasculating to you until there's equality in our field, that's what you have to do if you want to keep getting that pussy. Okay, so so ladies, if you date somebody, just make sure that they know the rules and you you just uh, keep your head down and people are going to say what they're going to say. But the truth is, is it's just all misogyny bullshit and they're just jealous that they don't get to have sex with you. So, (laughs) yes, that's really what the problem is. Uh, They're just like, no, but if he's screwing you, I don't get a chance. And you're like. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, sorry, uh, you're gross. Wash your hands. Get a haircut. Trim your nails. Consider a new shirt. You know, like, like there's, there's, you know, stuff like that. And, and be good to yourself and be good to your body. Yes. And that's it. Oh, that I'm sorry. I said fantastic. a lot of things. No, but I answered my question. Oh my goodness. I'm so, I'm, oh my gosh. I'm just so happy that we got to meet. That was a lovely answer. This was just, I felt like it hit a bunch of points that I would have loved to have dressed even earlier. And you just like made sure they got in. So I really appreciate it. No, I mean it though. Like, I mean, that as a compliment. You're like, we need to hit this and we need to hit this. And I'm like, Yes, we do. Absolutely. <laughs> Two podcasters, baby. Well, hey, that's it. Yes. Well, people, I, I do get asked that a lot. I do get asked that a lot because I did start when I was older and I'm open about that. So, you know, people will ask you that. So I think it's great to put it out there. Now I'll just tell them to watch and listen to your show. Yeah. And and I can just, I'll just send them the link. Yes. Be like, here it is. We're done. Yeah. We did this. There you go. Uh, I loved it. Well, this was wonderful. Remember, speaking of the link, remember you can always casually subscribe to the Casually Molly podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, audio, YouTube, you name it. Uh, Anna, before we head out, is there anything that you would like to plug really quickly? Ooh, listen to the 12 Questions podcast. That is 12 Questions podcast. Our Instagram handles and stuff is 12QPod. And um, we asked 12 questions from recovery perspective with uh, comedian Mr. Dave Yates. And uh, he is the salt to my sweet. And we have just a really good time. It's not always funny. Sometimes you're going to cry. Sometimes you're going to laugh. But it's a a nice, um, it's actually the the moral... it's it's the paying it forward from the roast battle thing. It's how I it's a, it's how I pay back my insults. Is I, <laughs> is I I do a podcast where people talk about bettering themselves. So yeah, check it out and um and yeah, that's that's pretty much all I'm plugging right now. Um, you know, book me. Uh, yeah. How about that? When I'm when I am uh, AnnaValenzuela.com, uh, Anna V is fun on all the platforms. Uh, book me to do your stuff. I just got my second COVID vaccine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so so in about two and a half weeks, I'll be able to lick all the surfaces and touch all your nasty microphones. So, uh, yeah, holler at your girl. So, yeah, oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, well, thanks, everybody. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs>